0: Hi, hello yeah right i'm all right thank you not too yeah, bad i'm good i'm not keeping you from football am i no no i was just wanted a bit of snooker ah
1: right okay i, I just saw that literally on the twitter you were saying
0: that um oh no no all <laughs> oh, right fair enough okay
1: uh, snooker going all right there's no uh, uh protests no uh orange powder what? going no, everywhere not today, No, no. Not today, okay fair enough no fair it's enough <laughs> yeah that's it um it did make me laugh i saw a, a tweet about that one saying like now now don't let t- take the uh, crucible into a witch hunt now um i thought it was quite a nice little wordplay yeah, there. Yeah. anyway
0: yeah that's very good um you all right since last we spoke thank you mate yeah how are you
1: yeah not too bad i'm on uh day two of what will be six shifts in a row um so oh, yeah. i'm I'm already starting to feel the tiredness creep in. It's very slow, but it'll get there. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I'm now trying to desperately remember these episodes because I watched these last too, week mate, and, yeah. and made all my notes last week, and I haven't had a chance to rewatch since. I watched
0: them today, uh, and I have not got a clue what I, I, I sort of know what happened, but I couldn't tell what episode and at what point. <laughs> I, I'm really relying on you, mate. So, if you're in trouble, we really are banging trouble well past
1: dan made some notes let's see where it goes uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens um yeah but yeah it's four episodes effectively uh, that we're looking at even though um twilight is only going to be like two minutes um okay right well we better get started because to get through do they're it. pretty dense right space time the ever expanding frontier these are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch Of the star trek franchise ever its mission to locate every second contemplate every eon from outside time to the big bang to the 20th century to the end of all existence to do what no sane entity has ever done before this is the temporal trek podcast Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 75 of the podcast and Season 3, Episode 22 of Enterprise. We are almost finished with Season 3 and the Expanse arc-ish, whatever you want to call it. Um, And we are coming up to the council. And of course, I am not alone. I am joined by...
0: You're joined by Dan. And I think today we should be called not Dan Dan. We should be called Dan 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 Dan. Because mm-hmm. we're looking at four episodes in <laughs> one sitting, so I think that's be that so we. I think you should play the dan dan twice. In fact, um, so uh, I'm gonna go like that, so you can pop it in there. Dan dan So
1: dan dan away. Right. Okay. But if it's four episodes, then isn't that dan 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 dan.
0: It'd oh, be eight. Right, maybe i don't
1: know um, i mean I, I was never good at math so i don't really know um, well yeah i just
0: assumed works. by it. each dan was one episode but maybe it's yeah. dan dan both i don't know i don't know <laughs> your future self will decide yeah considering like
1: it's... the the hell or the nightmare of editing this is going to be yeah. it, uh, let's just I'll put it down to what' whatever audacity wants to do with this episode okay. like the amount of episodes I've lost since updating we'll see
0: how it goes um but how are you Dan I'm good thank you Dan yes not too bad at all yes looking forward to this one um I um I watched them all this afternoon this evening, okay and I know what happens. But I had no idea in what order. Um, so I'm a bit like, is who was it now? Was it, um, who was it that played all the right notes in the wrong order? Oh, the guest on um, uh, Morecambe and Wise. Oh, yeah. God, what's his name? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like that, really.
1: Yeah, I'm playing all the right notes. Yes, I, I'll find that clip and I'll put it in here uh, so that the American listeners know exactly uh, what's going on. Uh, but yeah, Morecambe and Wise, very funny uh, comedy duo over here in the UK. I'm playing all the right notes. <laughs> but not necessarily in the right order. Do
0: you know, I hate Morecambe and Wise. Oh, really? Yeah, me and my dad are both the same. I think we must be the only two people in the whole country that dislike (laughs) Morecambe and Wise. I can't stand them. Well, you see,
1: again, it's one of those things. I grew up on it. You know, the parents loved watching it. So because it was there every Christmas, every Easter, you had to watch the repeats of Morecambe and Wise specials. Maybe I'm just a hostage to it and I I can't see it. Uh, maybe that's it
0: that's what it is i think the whole country is it's it's (laughs) not funny trust me american (laughs) people just trust me don't even bother watching it it's not funny (laughs) (laughs) i'll still put that
1: little scene in there anyway (laughs) uh right okay so we're going to go straight to the council then we have a scene from twilight then we have the countdown and then we have zero hour up to a certain point because all of these happen effectively i'm guessing a little bit with twilight but they all happen on the 14th of february but we don't get a date or we won't work out the date until next week's episode or next time's episode uh in zero hour so all of this happens in one day now effectively that does mean i should have really finished all of zero hour but then that would have been zero hour into home into season four and it won't give us a chance to finish season three as we normally do in the podcast so that's my justification for not wanting to watch five episodes in a go um yeah okay then uh so with uh council we are starting at three minutes and one second we are skipping the little bit in the 26th century where the yeah. sphere builders are having their little talk about timelines and timey-wiminess we will come to that many years in the future of this podcast if star trek ever stops making new series
0: see um, i think i've got a bone to put with you Dan. I think you it. may have made an incorrect assumption here oh Because in whichever episode it is, where's the episode when the sphere builders go onto the Enterprise? Ah, that now that comes a bit later. Yes, Um, so doesn't that mean they exist in the same time as us?
1: I I was thinking about that, but there is a line later on. I think Ah. it's either Reed or it's uh, Flocks who says that because they are now inside the what Ujimi. What's it? Uh, anomaly they're able to manifest the only reason they've been beaming in their holograms to talk is that they can't exist in our universe so they are in the 26th century but when they beam in or appear on the enterprise it's only because they can now exist in that time so that's my guess is that they have time traveled as well as teleported but again i mean i leave it up to dan i leave it up to the rest of the listeners to decide and then i will not make any changes to this recording schedule, based on that. <laughs> oh, Dan's frozen on me.
0: Oh, we haven't had a problem for ages. Ah, there we go. Dan, we're back. We're there, back. That's the first time for a long time we've had an issue like that, isn't
1: it? I know. Although, I'm, um, we're recording okay. for the first time in on an evening schedule, for the first time in ages. No, Whenever I record on a Wednesday night with the other guys on the other podcasts I'm on, the Cosmic Pizza and Epsilon, it's something about Wednesdays. I will record any other night with them. No technical issues whatsoever. But Wednesdays, for some reason, no idea. But eh, there we go. Uh, Whatever my son is playing on the internet is probably cutting into it. That's probably what it is. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're starting at three minutes, one second. Yep. Uh, listeners come back at us you know say that i should have done this and then maybe i'll re-edit all of that 26th century uh, nonsense about timelines and put it in somewhere um, or or maybe i won't because i just want to be lazy for a change um so uh we come in at the sick bay and there is no trillium in uh T'Pol's system at all uh but she's still emotional so there's still an impact here and uh trip then just walks in and he says he's pulled a muscle you know But it sort of leads into this other conversation about, you know, having faith in the captain, which seems to be the theme in this episode in the council. Having faith in someone. Not faith of the heart. We're not going to do that. Uh, But uh, yeah, just uh, any thoughts about having faith in the captain? Is it a bit too late to be raising this concern? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i guess it is a little bit late yeah but the thing i picked up with actually on on this scene was uh to mm. and to um reaction to trip mm. and i think when we look through these episodes to is a bit stressed to say mm-hmm. the least generally mm-hmm. so i had visions of her in her head saying fucking humans in the style <laughs> of Vadic <laughs> yes no yeah. i could so definitely I think, see that that's, i think quite a few times through this, that's what she says quite a few times through <laughs> these episodes i can just you know the look on her face is like oh fucking humans <laughs>
1: <laughs> if i can find that that bit of Vadic, i will try and splice it in every time we talk about <laughs> her yeah yeah i can see that um i mean that's kind of how i felt that she referred to us in season one and two uh, well, enterprise as well so true true but it, it perhaps is just consistent it just, you know, the trillium's just brought it more to the surface yeah, that's the only absolutely. difference yeah. um uh, it's, it's called trillium d because it just makes everyone feel like dicks that's probably what it is um that's it um uh, we go then on to ops and the sphere data and uh to poll uh sort of gets a database of the spheres uh sort of help their cause but again i'm not really sure how that is going to help like uh, later on in the episode it's established that the sphere builders are held with reverence and called the guardians all they are doing is proving that the sphere builders built the spheres which they already knew that they built the spheres so i'm not you know uh, uh,
0: uh, this whole side mission i'm not entirely sure why it would improve their case see i don't think they do because isn't there a bit again we're going on to one of the episodes i'm not sure where it is but isn't there a bit where is it the is it what's his name the the, the reptilian guy mm. um, says to him Are you the same species that built the the spheres? Right. So I don't think the Zindi know that. Ah, you see that I I thought because the way Degra was
1: talking, it it kind of sounded like he already knew that. But then I suppose it's also alluded to that Degra is maybe the atheist of the Zindi's like he's their their equivalent of an atheist he's always doubted them he's he's always known the spheres do this he's just never been able to prove it i suppose by you know enterprise actually having that proof yeah that makes sense and then if the reptilians if the insectoids if whoever you know hasn't known this or refuses to know it you know i suppose if this is a more comment on faith overall yeah, maybe, yeah. i yeah. guess um yeah i'll go with that That's, that makes a lot more sense than it did in my head last time um and then that leads to this new other side mission where Reed is in charge of oh, those <laughs> poor people um, and Reed interviews a Mako. Uh, it's not a Mako yes. that is brand new for this episode. He is one we've seen oh, before. He? He's, he's the one from Impulse. He was the one uh-huh. on, uh, on the Vulcan stomp ship um, like But again. Him. And I think this is the last time we'll get to use this. There's no haze. It's time to find the Makos, it's time to find Zindy, it's all gonna happen
2: here on Season 3. It's time to find the leader,
3: they haven't got a leader, with the most sensational, confrontational,
1: operational. It is time
3: to
2: ask us, where is
1: Hayes? He doesn't ask Hayes his permission to take a Mako on this mission. Um, and I think this will be the last time because it might be the last time we see Hayes after these episodes are done. So there we go. Um, and Reed gives him a whole oh, I don't know what to expect. Yes. Like he's trying to be cool.
0: I know, it, absolutely. Yeah. He's just, just, yeah, I know. It's a it's a retreat that's got to go in there. Yes, yeah, not, not not very British at all, really. I think she's pretty. You ever noticed her bum? She's got an awfully nice bum. Shut up, Reed. Awfully nice. He loves it. He's just he loves you know, you can just it's that whole sort of stiff upper lip. It's that, you know, we might well die, but that'd be great. You know. Cause he just he just loves it. He's oh he's so yeah. awful. Mm. And it's
1: God. not convincing. No, it's like, it's not it doesn't it, come it's like, across in any shape or form as, yeah. as like a, a cool leader would say that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's just cool. terrible. Um uh, yeah, well, they were then on Degra's ship and then a sphere builder appears to him and says, you know, what did we do to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, deserve your or faith or, or lose your faith? And he says, okay. you never deserve my faith. And again, keeps this theme going the whole way through. And there was a moment where the sphere builder kind of nods to the other member of the crew as if he's working for her. And it's like, you know, she knows that he's a true believer, so she can just order him off the bridge. But it's Degra who then has to say, leave the bridge. Um, it just again this is something that i've wanted the whole way through you know when back when we had steve and the religious zealots i kind of hoped that they were building this all the way through the season that there was this religious belief in loads of other mm. species in the expanse who were you know revering these spheres and that's why the zindi don't know anything about them you know i, I feel like i wanted more of this as that's mm. my my refrain really for all yes. of season three is i wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was editing yep. our previous episode, which was oh, yeah. last week for us. Um, you said that you could have a way of redeeming um,
0: oh, Extinction. Yes, I do, do you remember what it might have been? It's been yes. a while. <laughs> yes, that was it. What about if the DNA is linked to Zindi DNA Ooh. and that's why they trust Archer more?
1: Ooh, nice so uh, it's sort of like an instinctual kind of thing that they're yeah. they pheromones yeah. or whatever left over from monkey man archer yeah. Ooh, that would have been good i would like exactly. to see that as yeah. like as an expansion you know that yeah. that's the reason why they like them oh yeah okay I, i'm happy to put that in here canon that yeah. makes a lot of sense there Ooh. we go and yet again another demonstration of something that could have been done with extinction but there we go <laughs> um again i should have had a jingle for that the whole way through but you hey, should have done um,
3: it,
1: yeah. otherwise this this whole uh series would just be a set of jingles um <laughs> in archer's ready room well, i'm hoping uh, in, a,
0: in about sort of 10 years when we're on sort of i don't know tng season four or five we will literally not have to do these reviews anymore we just have you just can just drop in a load of jingles all the way through <laughs> and that would be it's like emojis <laughs> you won't need to actually say anything it'd just be jingles <laughs> all the way through I tell you couple. what by but- by the time we get to Darmok, that'll yeah, be it. Exactly, yeah.
1: That's what we'll do. It'll just be jingle, jingle, jingle. Uh, that's what we felt of the episode. And then you know, that's it. We'll pop in at the very end just to give our reviews of whether we recommend or not. But even yeah. that will just be a recording of us saying, no, I don't. Yes, I do. Yeah. And then I'll just chop and change it. Yep. I'm happy to do that. That's all
3: right.
1: <laughs> um uh, in archers ready room uh degra then says that uh the sphere builders are regarded as guardians and we've called them that all this time and i you know uh, i've always felt like um I, I didn't believe in them um that they are trained to give thanks to them and then he uh archer turns around and says i've been in a klingon tribunal like as far as i know the zindi have never met the klingons so that means literally nothing to, nothing him.
0: to him yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a clown court as far
1: as degra's concerned yeah, exactly yeah yeah like Oh dear. Uh but Degra then gets a sort of uh, a a chance to give that kind of rundown of all the different people of the council. Like so he goes, you know oh, yes. Janar
0: the the yeah. arboreal. That was a bit it, naff, I thought.
1: Yeah, like again yeah. We've said this before, why did we not get all of these members of the council with their own little episode where we yeah. kind of build them up, get to know them and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, kiafet uh, Amonsoor, the aquatic, yes. apparently they're rich. They're a rich yeah. family, so that's a thing in their society, but they take forever to make decisions. And uh, what was the, the saying? Easier to count the stars in the sky than for an aquatic to reach a decision. Uh, a nice little phrase, yep. but, uh, yeah, really naff. Yeah, and I was. Wa- really I-, nice. I was wondering if you felt the same as well, but
0: it, it was yeah. a bit like a, a sort of. It reminded me of an eighties look, that sort of flash. You know, where it, where they're talking, yes. but it goes in the sort of guy turning around, going. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah no i was uh it was like a you know in the bank heist when you get like a heist yeah. episode yeah absolutely like, yeah yeah now we've got the security yeah. guard yeah. and it just comes up with the security guard yeah that they were going to go on some weird and wacky adventure at the same time it's very <laughs> yeah. strange um and the same with the insectoids and then we learn about commander dolem and this backstory yes. of killing his uh you know uh grandchild who he didn't see was pure or was deformed in some way on birth um and it's always played in his mind again i felt like that was a nice call back to degra the family man the way the reason he doesn't yep. trust him it's not because he's an, uh, a reptilian it's because he is you know so lethal to his own family so uh, i thought it was nice uh but uh, just in general fair,
0: it, it was a, it was quite move in the end not to trust him let's be honest yeah yeah I think yeah a he, good judge of character
1: yeah, yeah, I think uh, Dave. It's the reason why Dave Grew was such a nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we then cut to Dolan, and he's in this weird sunroom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with a with a bed that's uh, almost a right angle, so he would yeah. just fall off it. It just—it's very strange why you would sunbathe, and also why would you sunbathe and then have a blanket pretty much at your oh, nipple yeah. height so you're only sunning from above your nipples to the top of your tendrils or whatever they have on the top of their head uh, why that it's such a bizarre,
0: bizarre you know what? Room I I talent. know why that is I know without actually knowing I know why that is because What's the that? makeup only got down to there <laughs> and it was just it was easier than doing a whole body makeup <laughs> that's right
1: that's probably what it was yeah uh, unless this is their, their like their decon chamber and actually we've missed out on a whole other two and a half seasons of you know uh deep and dirty reptilian decon room uh sunroom God. time oh, um <laughs> and they probably didn't have someone who was like a human rubbing a vulcan rubbing a human rubbing a dog but there we go um <laughs> Uh, you've got um yeah the enterprise then arrives in the system with these five zindi ships at the same time there is also the side plot so they're kind of happening at the same time there are two missions going on something that again we've mentioned before it makes much more sense for them to split up try and accomplish many missions all at once uh, and something that i think has been missing from season three that they weren't trying to be smarter with it um so uh timmy Pilots the shuttle down inside the sphere and they've got to work out what it is. So this is our fourth sphere that they visited. So, you know, if you keep in tally. Um, whilst the Enterprise then goes into orbit and there was a bit of a to and fro, you know, firing on a zindi ship, how dare you, all this sort of stuff. So Dolem's already a bit pissed off. Uh so he's probably not going to be an, your best friend in the council meeting, is he? Um uh, Hoshi and Archer are in the shuttle and they're sort of debriefing archer and this is a scene we've had before where Topol was trying to teach him how to talk to vulcans uh so now he's being uh briefed on uh you have to not be hushed tones with the aquatics but you don't have to Uh, but don't be too loud for the insectoids um what a tough room how did this indie get anything
0: done (laughs) absolutely yeah well they managed to destroy their entire planet didn't they so (laughs) perhaps that's that's why i just know perhaps someone said something too loud to an insectoid and it all went kicked off from there really (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so well i mean that's, that's why the avians uh, got killed out you know someone stepped on their foot they screamed yep. they called yep. and that was it they were off yeah yeah um but uh there's a little thing between hoshi and archer about uh you know i was called into the principal's office It's it doesn't get resolved at this point but he was called in and he'll tell her later i mean what if things had been really hostile why leave that conversation on a on a cliffhanger you know Archer's more than likely going to be abducted at this point. As far as what the career are concerned, he might yeah. never finish that story. That's that's no way to end a conversation. <laughs> Has he not been watching Enterprise for crying out loud? Um, uh, the uh, council uh, can only get to their chambers because it's the avians. So it was a nice little sort of callback to their previous failure. You know, the the council set up so that it would prevent something like this ever happening again. And, uh, yeah, the reptilians demand answers straight away. Garrus sort of shows his hand and everything. Based on everything we've seen from the council, does it work for you?
0: Well, no. There we go. For a, for a reason. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, because I could well be wrong, but didn't the avians die out on Zindus? Mm-hmm. So, who built the avian offices Mm -hmm. on this other planet?
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's what I've been trying to figure out. (laughs) Because if the avians went to another planet and built other structures on other planets, how did they all die out? Because they would have been on a different world when um, it's uh, all right. The majority of their species is gone, but there should be other avians somewhere um unless there's something about the species that if there's not enough of them they yeah. die out mm. for some reason um yeah no it, it's it's really bizarre why mm. uh this has survived but nothing else did and, and basically this is all based on uh gray lick isn't it yeah he's he's the one who told us that Zindus yeah. died and they died so
0: yeah. yeah maybe
1: there was something else i mean The reptilians do like bioweapons. We've established that, I suppose. Maybe they had a bioweapon that killed out the avians. So they, they weren't destroyed by the planet being destroyed, which was what made them homeless. Um, that the reptilians just had another thing up their sleeve. Um, maybe. Yeah, it's, 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 Baffled me why there is no avians whatsoever or giraffes. If you look at the skull that's
0: uh, buried in the chamber, I was thinking Um, about the skull as well. It's it's very very dense, I think, for an avian species. Funny enough, at work, um, one of my colleagues she does the education stuff for kids, Mm. and and yesterday she was preparing for a session today. It was all about evolution, and she brought up some bird skulls Ah. from the collection and um and so i looked at some bird skulls yesterday bizarrely and they're they're very light <laughs> and you know <laughs> without lifting that thing it doesn't look the lightest skull i've ever seen so perhaps they were like penguins instead of, instead oh, of
1: mm, so not it's flight sort of
0: they're flightless it, birds they're yeah. around
1: yeah <laughs> or maybe that's how they dried out they just had such heavy heads that they just yeah. uh, kept on falling down they yeah. took a couple of a couple of flaps and then cadonk straight onto the <laughs> ground uh, they just knocked themselves out yep um <laughs> uh the reptilians they keep uh, talking about manufactured data and you know have you just made up this new stuff just to try and you know uh, cause issues you know uh get out of the council want to throw you out it kind of put me in mind thinking nowadays of the flat earth debate, you know, manufactured data, no matter how convincing it is, yeah. no one's ever going to believe you, that sort of thing. Um, And again, fed into the idea of faith, which seems to be carrying through this episode as well, that they're putting a lot of more faith in the sphere builders than they are in the humans, even though the data we know as the audience is the more trustworthy it's kind of a legitimate position for the reptilians to be coming from that they could be just manufacturing the data yeah, because absolutely. they want to stop a weapon.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just any thoughts on, on that yeah. and how hostile they are?
0: I think that's true. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's a mixture because, you know, the the Zindi have been told the humans will destroy them. Mm. And they've been helped over years by the sphere builders. So mm-hmm. there is a degree of trust there yeah. that they've earned. You know, whether you know we know the truth as such, but from their perspective, you know, what wouldn't you do to save your planet? Mm. So why wouldn't you invent data to you know? I mean, let's be honest. You know, they you know, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics, sort of thing. You know, <laughs> so data can be manipulated anyway. You know, there's no. There's, that's no surprise, is it so mm. I, I think it's understandable the, the the thing I think um I think we're looking at sort of you know with with um Degra mm. dagra I think was predisposed to believe the humans because of his guilt over what he did mm. having said that, I think it's convincing but equally the reptiles are you know quick to sort of decisions anyway quite violent seemingly mm-hmm. um so they're predisposed not to believe um archer so you know i think their position is is logical if mm. not almost as as sort of biased as degress is to some degree
1: And mm. um, from that you feel that Ar- archer's argument is credible enough does he do enough at this point to really warrant the attention of the rest of the council
0: yes i think he does i think he does you know i mean i think again you know depending on again the reptiles and the insectoids yeah you know, then they're, they're never going to be swayed really you know but you know any sort of non-psychopathic bunch of people would have you know would would need to think twice if they're going to destroy an entire planet and then they've got evidence or apparent evidence that suggests that maybe you know they're making a mistake you'd Mm. have to be pretty you know pretty far gone really pretty (laughs) you know pretty psychopathic to not actually think hang on we better check this out even if you're not convinced necessarily you know at least you've got to Mm. take the opportunity to to think about what's going on Mm. Yeah, so i think um but the reptiles and the insectoids the other thing
3: hmm.
0: and again this is the problem with this episode is that i don't know where we are in the episode hmm. um so i could be like jumping the gun or i could have let could have been the f- ages ago but doesn't don't the sphere builders when they talk they, they refer to the insectoids the reptilians and the humanoids yes yeah not the the primates. I'm not sure primates. that must have been a a mistake, mm. wasn't it?
1: It feels like it is, yeah. They're the, all
0: humanoids, aren't they?
1: Yeah, when I'm making the notes, sometimes I accidentally write humanoids, even though they're all humanoids. Um, but it's because that's what they're, they're saying to the Zindi. So it's really confusing sometimes. Unless the reptilians have got, you know, extra appendages that we don't see, that under the towel in the sunroom, <laughs> perhaps. Um, yeah, maybe, and the, yeah you know and insectoids by being more insect like wouldn't have the same amount of appendages so it doesn't make them humanoid is humanoid only two arms two legs i don't know um yeah i don't know whether that's uh, intentional or not uh but again you know that the arboreals and and the primates should be humanoids i I guess i don't yeah um Very strange. Yeah, very strange. Uh, Yes. uh, Then again, it flips back to the shuttle's mission. Uh, Topol plays chicken with the sphere for no apparent reason.
0: Exactly. Why not just say, well, actually, you know, don't worry about it. It's a hologram. We go through it. Just like Reed's, I think it's just to get back at Reed. It's Reed's panicking and she's just going, yes, yes, (laughs) worm. the number of times you've made me feel uncomfortable whenever you're around me i'm now going to get my revenge and make you squirm (laughs) as you think we're going to smash into the side of the thing and she's just going yes fucking humans
1: it's that trellium dicks i'm telling you that's that's what it is she's just 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 being petty and vindictive at this point that's all she wants to do um and then they have to go and get their ev suits on and go and get this database, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I definitely, I think that is revenge. It's got to be revenge on the humans. Um, uh, read particularly, uh, going back to the council again, uh, then the humanoids and the arboreals, uh, sort of get shown footage, and he's again they're claiming manufactured data so it it kind of retreads the same ground and it yeah. this was something that with the council scenes that i was a bit frustrated by it felt like we were just going over the same thing over and over again and it does get count called out by the aquatics at one point saying you know we've already presented this data yeah. what, what what possible new information could there be um do you feel like
0: it was kind of stally for you or is that just me <laughs> i don't think it was stally exactly but i think i know what you mean but I think I, I, I didn't mind it. I just, you know, this is quite a dramatic moment and, and I guess you sort of would, you know, you'd, you'd just be saying, look, come and look at this, look at this, you know, it's, it's, it make, you know, this is what's happening. It makes sense. And I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they could have been a bit more adventurous with the plot line, maybe or done saying, you know, lost a bit mm-hmm. of this and put something else in, but Again, actually, I don't think I mind it too much because I think it works pretty well. You know, it's mm. it's like a last gasp, desperate attempt. And you would sort of go, well, but yeah, but look, look, look at this, look at this, this, you know, I've shown you this, but look, you know, see it mm. now. And do you know what I mean? You sort of say, look, this, can't you see, you know, this this and this and this and this and you'd sort of mm. bring it back and you'd, you'd, you know, you'd sort of really labour the point sort of thing, you know, because... You know, you're desperately trying to stop them destroying your planet. Mm. So, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's a storing storytelling. Maybe it's a bit repetitive. Yeah. Mm. And it, it
1: for me, it also mirrored in the shuttle pod on the sphere in that there was constantly co- cutting back and forth. And it's like, there's a tentacle or there's something on my screen. Oh, there's something moving on my screen go away come back to the screen i still can't find this thing that's moving on my screen eventually we find out it's a tentacle or this mechanical arm thing which grabs janus and kills him straight yeah. away to <laughs> yeah. which reed's face he looks absolutely pissed like how dare he sacrifice himself first yeah. <laughs> and then and then he unleashes his you know uh, phaser bolts trying yeah, to take it out like yeah. i was supposed to be the martyr <laughs> um uh, but yeah, uh, and then again, we come back to the the council chamber again, uh, and it's sort of talking about this being a true believer and trying to break faith with science. And I was wondering if that was the theme for this episode, whether that was what they were going for. Um, but it does sort of repeat itself again with yeah. the same scenes. Um, in Archer's Quarters, uh, the plan is sort of... Uh, brought to a head they talk about uh, well archer talks about i went to 400 years in the future and at this point doesn't he just sound
0: crazy to everybody <laughs> yeah a little bit i suppose yeah yeah he would do wouldn't he yeah
1: like i know in the yeah. in 400 years in the future because yeah. i was just there and i was abducted by this crazy guy with lots of pu- tubes on his uh on his uniform but, uh yeah we're supposed to work together in the future trust me trust me trust me trust me like, it's so weird that yeah, he's so reliant true. on the science in the council yeah. meetings and yet with Degra he's talking about 400 years in the future and and mysticism and what essentially sounds like voodoo you know it's very strange mm. um uh, so yeah it uh, just very very weird that uh, the directions this episode was taking um back with the council uh, we've got 6 minutes uh Archer explains that uh, he um uh, he actually then got called to the principal's office because he was passing notes and there was this girl and everything which kind of feels different to the archer we were supposed to know in the past with first flight he was supposed to be bookish and mm. you know a bit a bit weird so why was he passing notes like surely yeah. he would be the kid who didn't even think of passing notes yeah. in the first place oh, yeah, so
0: absolutely yeah
1: um yeah. you know he didn't be- he didn't become archer we know now angry archer who loses his temper at people because he doesn't get what he wants um, until much, much later in his life, according to that. But yeah, there we go. Uh, And again, we come back to manufactured data, but this time they have actually manufactured data. The biometric hologram of the information that the enterprise has given. So it's not actually a real bit of data that they put in front of them. It's, uh, but because it's visual, that apparently the aquatics will like it more. Um, So again, it's about how you wrap the information, not necessarily what the information is all about, mm. uh, which I thought, again, flat earther or yep. you know, climate change denial, you know, the true believers will not be swayed by scientific facts, yet they are literally making a mock-up of information. Um, just, again, any thoughts on on that? But they are actually manufacturing data.
0: They are, yeah, you're right, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know, really. I suppose, again, it's, you know, I think you're right. It's, it's about the fact that it's visual, and that's you know mm. they really they 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 say right at the end at the beginning we don't know that you know they can't get through or they won't get through to the, the reptilians and the insectoids. So let's focus on the mm. um, aquatics, and I think that's all it is. It's just again, it's a, an attempt, you know, another attempt to convince somebody that mm. you know they've got to take every chance they can. Yeah. So, yeah. What would you do? What else would you? You know, what what else could you do, really?
1: Mm. In the absence of maybe um, the actual evidence and reason, just yeah. make a more convincing argument that even if it's not necessarily the most truthful, honest. Um, yeah, Absolutely. I suppose so. Um, Brexit. In the engine room, <laughs> oh God, he drove up a Brexit bus into the council. That would be <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But "No Kill Earth" written on the yeah, side. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: um yeah we get we give five
0: hundred 300 yeah, million credits. pound a week to the zindi <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. oh we could save three hundred thousand credits in vulcan if uh, we can still be here uh um it's not the expanse it's uh yeah breaking from the exit of of the expense yeah. um expense it expense <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to make no sense of my notes now, just thinking about the the big Brexit bus just sitting in the council chamber. <laughs> um, uh, they're in the engine room. Uh, Degra sounds hopeful. Uh, the reptilians are agreeing with them now. And there's mm. suddenly this shift out of literally nowhere. There was yeah. no lead up to it whatsoever. But apparently Dolum is willing to hear him out. Um uh, then um, then we go to Degra's council chamber uh, on the side, and there's this ominous shadow, things to discuss. This whole place uh, stinks of failure, and he looks at the avians and all this sort of yeah. stuff. So, again, that probably means that they didn't poison them, so it's probably not the failure. So they let them down. That seems to be where the conversation's going. Uh, and uh, before we know it, uh, yeah, Dolem gets a bit stabby-stabby, and <laughs> Degra is gone. Yes, um, indeed. Do you feel like this is this where you saw it going? You know, obviously we've seen this series before, um, but I'm not sure I saw it
0: coming. It. But it makes a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, you know, it's sort of I don't know if it's leading to that necessarily, but it, you know, yeah, he's just—I mean, you know—the whole story about killing, poisoning his grandson, and you know, he's, he's ruthless and it's mm-hmm. a psychopath. Mm. and um so it doesn't surprise me at all so yeah Poor cool old degra mm. you know, i know we, you know we knew him for a brief period and he killed seven million people and then he you know bad start bit better in the end that'd be my um sort of review <laughs> of degra <laughs> pulled it around at the yeah.
1: end yeah and uh it, yeah i suppose this whole way through he's been giving over to archer and giving him the time of day um But from Dolan's point of view, he is a traitor. Admittedly, going full stabby stabby, doesn't that kind of destroy your own argument? Like, if you just, you know, if you'd played up the fact that he is a traitor, that he had destroyed the Zindi ship, that if you give them the actual evidence, which does exist, that he turned on them and fired on their own ship, that would already destroy Archer's argument far more convincingly than being all stabby stabby. Um, or, Or just, you know, if he poisoned his own grandson, just poisoned Degra no one yeah. would know any wiser I will know, no. why was he not smarter about it it's very strange oh. uh insect bay uh trip and flocks uh they have a calm sort of walk and talk and they're talking about weight loss oh yeah and tapeworms and <laughs> yeah. i was like we we literally just saw someone stabbed is this purely just so that they lighten the mood or to make it easier on us the audience like it was such a weird like this is a season two conversation
0: yeah it was a bit wasn't it yeah it was thrown in there's yeah. a sort of weird light relief. It's like a, it's like a black comedy, and you know, it's, you know, it's that bit, it's just you know, that funny bit. But it's meant to laugh at Degra being stabbed. It's meant to be funny. Ironic, I guess.
1: I, I thought maybe Degra was going to start staggering in, like holding his belly, like he's all stabbed and stabbed, and they're having this calm conversation about tapeworms. I, I thought that's where it was going, but he didn't.
0: That's very strange.
1: Yeah, it was just, it's just a weird, almost comedy beat after. Yeah horrendous I genuinely thought it's
0: almost like a bit of Woody Allen or something wasn't it sort of Woody Allen conversation you know just sort of drama going on and he just has this weird conversation (laughs) about tapeworms and stuff
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well it's the bit at the end of Blazing Saddles where it's like the the actors are having their conversation just before like the whole protest comes falling through very strange um then in Archer's quarters we now find out that Degra is dead that Dolan did actually kill him that he used his own knife like that's another thing like why did dolum not use someone else's knife to implicate someone else like dolum being the devious mm. uh, you know horrible person that he is why did he not think of a better way to kill someone it just it
0: seems very odd i think actually it's more about dolum's sort of psyche in that he he thinks by killing him himself and being open about it and stuff that somehow that's going to convince the council.
3: Mm. That, yeah.
0: Degra is a, is a um, traitor and, and, and he was right to kill him and that sort. So I reckon maybe, you know, that would, that's more the thinking rather than sort of deviousness. Mm. So like yeah, you know, I killed him. He's a traitor. Now, now we can come to our senses. Yeah. And, and yeah. make the right decision rather than listening to this guy.
1: Right. yeah yeah cuz i mean Dagra is the only weak link i know that the the other um primate whose name we never actually learn in all of this at no point is it ever said even though he's arguably the second most important character for archer's uh, whole gambit um he never gets a name apparently um i looked it up in in imdb because i I swear i missed it i thought i'd missed it somewhere along the bones but yeah never gets a name uh (laughs) it's only in one of the novels which goes back to the zindi or something that he ever gets a name but again that's obviously a novel so it doesn't always count um so uh yeah archer orders tactical alert they know he's been stabbed that's it their arguments falling apart no one's going to listen to him so they need to uh the shuttle pod now comes back um then uh, Reed is showing out of nowhere a concern for people. Uh, you know, uh, topole just walks off with the database. Yeah. She doesn't even acknowledge Hayes yeah. walking in. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, Timmy, uh, sort of, he just walks off, doesn't even mention, doesn't say anything. Literally, Topole says, I'm going to go and study this now. Tupole, uh, Timmy just says nothing. Like, not like, oh, I shot the tentacle. I took him off. I tried to save his life. He, you know, uh, Timmy, trying to go to Hayes and say, look, I tried my best to save him. And then Reed coming in would make more sense to me, given the Reed we know. But out of nowhere, Reed was like, I'm so sorry, man. I tried to save him. And I, this isn't Reed. He doesn't give a shit about you. He's just terrible. Like, it, it, This is not the Reed we got. Are we in ah. a different alternate universe?
0: But, but remember that Reed says earlier on that 25% casualty is acceptable. It's so obviously uh, gone out. Oh, it's now twenty six percent casualty rate, and he's mortified because his statistics are out. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what it is. is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's got to be down to the percentages. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. He's got a spreadsheet somewhere, you know it. Yes, like yes. Listing, yeah. listing out the casualties, yeah. and then just underlining like bold, yeah. uh in red, yeah. in red, yeah. When they're dead, oh, yeah. <laughs> red. For dead. Not, yeah, not not in red. In read. that's what read. it is. It's in red.
0: Yep. Yeah
1: it's that's his read alert it's actually on his spreadsheet that's what sets it off um (laughs) but to polls then convinces him he you know he's being honorable and stuff like this and yeah okay yes the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few Mm. This is apparently the first time we hear it in Star Trek chronology, if you watch it the normal way, not the stupid type of Temple Trek way, uh, because that has actually been uttered already before for us a long time ago, Um, but also in our future for season four of Enterprise. (laughs) There we go. Mm -hmm. Um, The Council, uh, back at the Council, and Dolan freely admits Stabby Stabby was me um uh so yeah it, it absolutely you're right it's it, he's so proud of it he's sees himself as a patriot i guess yeah. you know he is the man defending the council uh but they also break up the council and it was a really interesting bit where it was the arboreal and the Primate either side the camera kind of flitted from one to the other because they couldn't show the insectoids for too long it's only on the very last shot that they pan back and oh there's two insectoids just standing next to him and just oh just terrible terrible cgi that they yes. were standing there yeah. like that that actor had no one standing in front of him he must have had like I mean, a stick with tennis balls on or something but it, it was interesting how they had to do it because they couldn't afford to have the cgi for longer than 30 seconds i think it was just very very uh 2003 basically yeah Yeah. it's like oh yeah we're in this state of tv i've just watched picard they've got the the budget to do this kind of cgi but they couldn't do it yeah that makes sense um enterprise uh it only has walk 3.4 at best but with Dagra's help they've been able to to do it before he got stabbed um so a lot can happen in a day yeah no shit there's yeah. a lot Absolutely, here yeah. we've just yeah. used one of our recording sessions just for this one episode we still got three to go um i don't know how we're going to do this um <laughs> but uh out of the surface of the planet suddenly the weapon rises and yes. uh they are launching it uh there's um in the insect and reptilian fleet, five insectoids, four reptilians. Just mentioning it now. Maybe that plays into Twilight a little bit later. Um, and uh, the pod gets left behind, so they haven't actually come onto the ship yet. Um, uh, they, they haven't actually had a chance to talk to Hayes or anything yet. Um, uh, yeah, on the bridge, Enterprise is now under attack, and they go straight for the sphere. So we're ending on a big shooty-shooty moment. It's you know chasing out the, fear, the sphere. Um Enterprise is focusing on the weapon, and Enterprise sort of takes a hit to its nacelles, so almost feeling like it it just won't be able to move anywhere on its own steam. Uh, Hoshi is beamed out. Yes. Now, apparently, reptilians have transporters, so why have they been boarding (laughs) the entire way through season three
0: physically (laughs) on the ship? I hadn't spotted that. You're right. (laughs) Like, there's
1: a whole bit in the in the alternate version of. Uh, twilight where um to rammed their ships together like that wouldn't have happened because they would have just been their their boarding party on board so they've had transporters this whole time just yep. it's just bizarre uh <laughs> yeah and, and, and you know we're well spotted mate so specific is their transporting they yes. beamed her out of her chair yes like, that's like that's not just that good. she was in a yeah, yeah. corridor or anything very strange very strange indeed um anyway uh, but they've lost <laughs> them they've disappeared yeah. out through a vortex da, da, da and the episode ends um yes. any thoughts on the council anything else to say on the council
0: not really um I think again it was a good one but I think we're gonna sort of do a, a massive recommendation alteration thing at the end aren't we so yeah um no I'm gonna I'm just yeah good mm. that's all I'm gonna say
1: I I think if we'd watched this in isolation I think I would have been a bit disappointed with this one okay. because it is yeah you know, as we've been saying with loads of other things when we've been recounting Picard or whatever that it is so entrenched in mm. the in the um arc that you wouldn't be able to yep. appreciate this episode in its own right you need to then watch the next episode to mm. really appreciate so what's this going is on, the
0: the Empire strikes back of season 3 of Enterprise isn't it
1: Yes
0: Oh yeah
1: yeah And they've had someone abducted. They've got to now go and rescue them. So, yeah, she's not frozen in carbonite, as far as I remember. But there we go. (laughs) Um, Yes. So uh, we would normally go over to the next episode. However, the device is fizzing on me. I hope I'm putting some sound effects in. We're going to jump back over to the alternate timeline. It's still 21.54 uh, in this timeline. But we are back in. Season 3 episode 75 still of this podcast and season 3 episode 8 back in season uh, season 3 episode 8 for twilight part 2 of this year yeah uh 0 minutes 0 seconds as there is explosions and an archer
0: wakes from his bed hang on a minute mm-hmm. I've been talking to you about memory loss did you do an introduction to the last episode i don't think you did right you didn't do, this is season four episode. Oh 82.
1: yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I did. Oh, I yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Entirely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I must have um, some kind of brain worm. <laughs> oh, don't scare me like that. Oh my God. I've got 10 simple do... bugs. <laughs> You've got a tapeworm. You're looking very good. Uh, for yeah. I've got As a tapeworm. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Okay. no well, d- ignore that. I listeners. Did. I'm just, you know, I hope you take more notice <laughs> than I do. <laughs> don't scare me like that, man. Don't
1: don't scare me like that. Um, uh, yes, there's a guard outside Archer's cabin and quarter, not a Mako. Oh, no. So obviously the Makos are not expendable enough to watch a, a, a captain who's got amnesia, but there we go. Um, he orders him to stay in, but instead of Archer just sort of, you know, convince you know, convinced that maybe he should return to bed, he punches the guy out. He does. He does slot. indeed, doesn't
0: he? Yeah.
1: Wow. I mean, <laughs> stab, stabbing that reptilian a few weeks ago in this alternate version really has done a number on him, even though he can't remember yeah. it. So there we go. Yeah. Um, What's going on? Uh, He says as he gets onto the bridge, there's more explosions, more uh, things. There's only two reptilian ships. Now, this is why I'm going and sort of mentioning from last episode that we just looked at, that uh, the reptilians are so confident in this universe that they only need to escort it with two reptilian ships. Now, again, I've got nothing to base this on. I have no idea when this actually happens, but I'm guessing that they've been following or chasing this weapon through the uh, vortex for a number of days to then eventually get back to earth and that the reptilians have all the firing codes they need because the council finally took a decision um so i'm purely basing it just for the sake of getting twilight done that it's happening right now uh out of the vortex and the weapon appears above earth fires and boils the ocean explodes the continental plates and just completely decimates the planet like right. Nothing stood in its way. There was no planetary defences. There was no fleet on standby. Not a single hint that there was something else in the system. Um, What were they doing? What was Starfleet doing at this point? <laughs> they literally had nothing. nothing. And they had more than enough time for that thing to <laughs> swing round, aim yep. at Earth, take yep. its time, have a sip of coffee, and then finally fire on the Earth. <laughs> I mean, just, there's nothing, no defences whatsoever. No. Result. I have to say, we've just finished Picard. Obviously, we'll save a proper uh, talk through later on um, when we do our Nexus Nights, hopefully with Simon. Um, But, uh, yeah, Earth stood up to quite a bit of punishment. It it did, you're
0: right, yeah. Just the the space station was pretty tough, wasn't it? (laughs) Uh,
1: So at least in 300 years, they're going to learn this mistake. That's quite nice. Uh, But, yeah, I saw nothing. Not even a like a little tugboat or a freighter looking out for a place. Yeah, nothing. And the mission has failed, and we stop at one minute and thirty-five seconds because Earth has now done for in this universe, and we'll probably come back to Twilight several more times to come. Uh, Any thoughts? Any thoughts that Earth is now destroyed?
0: Yeah, I mean it's that. That's a cold open as well, isn't it? Mm. I think it's a pretty effective cold open. Yeah, you know, I remember seeing it and thinking that's cool well not that's Mm. cool but you know wow what's happened (laughs) and then (laughs) and then then i I believe there's a really good episode but i don't know i I just i don't know if i can see it or not i mean i don't know it's no weird it's i think it comes to me in little flashes little bits and
1: yeah yeah weird I mean, yeah. it, I think sometimes that's that's a good way of watching an episode is is just in tiny little flashes like this, um, but watching it in between these two episodes, yes. which are effectively a two-parter, Council yeah. into Countdown. Yeah. Do you feel like it ups the ante that we are now we've now seen the Earth being destroyed watching it this way in the mm. Temple Trick way? Um, yeah, you know, I if they'd right. dev- have, yeah if they designed the season with like a a modern sensibility that we were seeing two alternate timelines at the same time, um, do you feel like that it actually might've made it a bit more of a thrilling conclusion next, next week kind of
0: thing? Yes. Although I know my partner struggles massively with the Zindi. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. She found it a bit sort of annoying and and sort of, you know, complicated. She's actually here. Oh, I've been trying to Carol. get her. I've been trying to get her to come on the podcast and she won't. She's looking at me now <laughs> from the other room. <laughs> I'm desperately trying, hoping she might just take the chance and come on for just to talk about a tiny little bit of twilight. Come on, <laughs> you can do it. You Earth
1: is destroyed.
0: Earth is destroyed. Do you remember the bit we watched? There's just a little bit where Earth gets destroyed? Where Earth gets destroyed? What
4: just now?
0: Yeah, the twilight one. You know, the little bit of <laughs>
4: Hello, Carol. Hello. Hello. <laughs>
1: Hello. It's lovely to meet you, and I'm and sorry you. to put you through the Temple Trek way of watching things as well.
4: No, no. not at all. It's amazing. <laughs> it's fascinating. I've what got a question know?
0: for you. I've got a question. Mm. What do you think of the theme tune?
4: What do I think of the theme tune? <gasps> yes. Well, you know, it's funny because just before we first saw that, I was saying to Dan, what we need for Star Trek is something a bit jingly. Something a bit, you know, a bit more cheerful, a bit, a bit of jingly, a bit of guitar based, don't you think? I was saying that. And, yeah. then, and then, that, there it was. Yeah. Absolutely amazing.
0: About, what? <laughs> really? Oh my God. <laughs> like, listeners, yeah. you may be hearing this, the end of our relationship, live <laughs> yeah. on the radio, on the podcast.
3: <laughs> what? No oh, good. You know perfectly
4: well, it's the worst thing that ever happened. It's appalling. And and what did we find out about it? That it was written by
0: it was written by Rod Stewart, Rod Stewart. And, or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was the theme tune to to um that Doctor something or other or
4: I can't remember, but it was some... awful. Shocking. It, it
0: was a theme tune already to another movie. Mm. Was it? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that I knew about the Rod Stewart, but I didn't know there was yeah. a, another theme tune. Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: Oh. Oh dear. Yes. Oh <laughs> dear. No, it's it's just yeah. It's. I mean, how did it even
4: happen? It's just,
1: it's somewhere, some somewhere there was a meeting and someone said, "That's the one for us." The one, yeah. Yeah. They
4: heard it and they just, no, (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. I just don't understand.
1: Maybe it was a lawyer for Rod Stewart, he had a mustache on, no one knew who he was. It's like it's like, oh yeah, I think there's this song about faith of the heart. I mean the words make a lot of sense for the, oh, for yeah. the Enterprise. Yeah, oh, it yeah. makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and we'll get some obscure opera singer to sing it instead. And Oh, don't
4: even, honestly. it's just very bizarre. It's and, devastating. And-
1: then to rub more salt in the rune they then tried to make it cooler by making it less cool <laughs> for season three and four it's very bizarre oh, very we bizarre indeed yeah the
4: extra guitar like the, yeah. oh, the little speeded up jingly bit oh no maybe, maybe
1: maybe that's what the zindi weapon actually is it's not a big death star laser it's actually they play it so loudly it shatters yes. the earth it the shatters
0: the earth yeah
1: like well, everyone just right. screams all at once yep. the entire and planet and implodes <laughs> yeah and that's why and she... starfleet never turns up because they don't want to hear the signal either and yeah. Yeah, that's it because in space it. no one can hear you scream so uh... <laughs> exactly uh... <laughs> no, <shocking. laughs> but yeah so uh, watching this in the arc of season 3 and then putting it here do you feel like it adds more tension to the future episodes that we've seen Earth destroyed that if you were watching it today, if they've made the series today and there were two alternate timelines you were watching and you saw one fail at the same time, one might fail. Do you feel like it would have added more tension that way? Or if this is just a stupid way of watching things.
4: <laughs> uh...
1: It, it is, is a stupid it, way. It's, it's okay. It's much
3: easier.
2: <laughs>
4: no, no, I find it. I just don't. I haven't quite got to grips with it, but um, I think it's it's very interesting to pick things out and uh, in a different way. You know, I think I like it. It's like it. hmm.
0: interesting. It is a bizarre way to watch Twilight, It's though. Bizarre, but it's, it, it's very it bizarre as
4: well.
1: <laughs> I think I just want to hark back to other episodes I know I did like, so that I, you know, when it's ones I'm not enjoying as much, I've got something else to talk about. That's really <laughs> it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. um I'm going to ask Carol another question. Go for it. Because I've been, I'm really happy now because I've been trying to get to. I know she's going to go in a minute, but I'm really happy. And by the way, listeners, this is Carol, my partner.
2: um I don't know <laughs> if we've randomly. actually bothered
0: to <laughs> introduce <laughs> you actually Random. properly, Random. but um Random. and she was doing some other stuff, and I dragged her in um, basically <laughs> what happened when we met really <laughs> she was doing some <laughs> other stuff and i dragged her in uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: this this is the dating tips part of yes, the show absolutely uh, yeah that's it yeah yep, yeah. Say,
0: yeah, yeah. yep. <laughs> and um zindi tell me about this because we have we we watched enterprise when it first come out mm. and carol mm. didn't like it yeah. like, to put it bluntly but we've been watching it on and off over the years and also for this as well mm. and i think we actually like yeah it much harder, i much
4: you? prefer i i i liked it for a little while and then it mm. could, for me it all got a bit too much um there was far too much going on i i'd lost i lost interest to be honest and then i lost the plot i <laughs> 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 didn't know what was going on and then it ended and then and this time around i'd actually really really like it really enjoying it really like
1: interesting it. do you feel like that it because it 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 calls back to that older way of doing tv that you feel that you know the modern tv is a bit too much that actually this is a little bit more straightforward it has like the the plot it has everything all sort of set out for us or you know it does it feel like it, you know, it's a better way of watching tv or it's just nostalgia or i don't know really i just
4: um i think I'm a bit more relaxed about it I hated Archer didn't I I was so I was so upset because of uh, quantum leap I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that but I was so upset that he was the captain I I was devastated I thought Mm. how can they possibly do this but actually (laughs) I I got over it after a while (laughs) and now Mm. I've, I've kind of let that go and I quite like him really (laughs) <laughs> but um, but i I'm think I'm more relaxed about the whole thing. I'm just enjoy. I think because the first time it was so exciting, wasn't it? And then mm. I wasn't. I got a bit thrown, and I wasn't sure what was happening. <laughs> but this time, I'm much more into it. I'm enjoying it more.
3: Interesting, yeah. yeah. I see. I'm. It's I'm not. It's
4: not my favorite. It's not. I, I'm not saying that at all. Mm. Um, I'd if I had to get rid of one of them, then to be honest, I'd probably get rid of this one. But <laughs>
1: um,
4: but I'm much. I do like it.
3: I do
1: enjoy it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. I'm fascinated by people how they would discover it or if they would come back to these series so mm. many years on. You know, uh, people still go back to the '60s version. I mean, I just still struggle oh, yeah. as to why people might do that because it's such a different way of watching TV. Again, you know, at least this. Where we now have streaming technologies, now that we can appreciate all these episodes back to back, whereas mm. we don't have to wait every week to to get them, that it changes the way you view it. And I was just wondering mm. if that was that was the case for you.
4: Well, we do love watching everything at once, don't we? Yeah, I can't stand yeah. having to wait. <laughs> I want to yeah. know what's going on. I want to know it now. And, yes, and we we watch all the Star Trek over and over, don't we? I mean, yeah, we watch them all. Yeah. We love them when mm. we watch them constantly, don't we? we well, do. Of course you never could do that before. But they just used to play to me since I can't remember a time when I didn't watch it. I sent to you the other day, wasn't I, I can't remember a time when Star Trek wasn't something I saw. Although it must have been <laughs> at some point that wasn't it wasn't there. Mm. But we've just watched them endlessly, haven't we, over the years? And now you can watch them whenever you like, which is fantastic as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> yeah, just dip in and out whenever, yeah.
1: Absolutely. That's so cool. Well, I mean, feel free to stay for it for the rest of this episode. We can talk about this next one if you remember what was going on.
4: Which one are you talking about
1: now? Uh, this is it? now. It's going to be countdown. So oh, it's yeah. the the bit where they're they're racing to sort of catch up with the with the big weapon, but they haven't quite oh. got there yet. So if you think of it as like a three parter, so you've got council countdown and then zero hour where they finally catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one in the middle, I guess. Uh, so. Uh, still season three episode 75 of the podcast but it is now season three episode 23 of enterprise countdown at zero minutes zero seconds and hoshi awakes uh unconscious possibly being out for a few hours i'm guessing something to do with their transporter also knocks her out i, I again i don't really know uh maybe this is the reason why we haven't seen their transporter before because it actually knocks out whoever uses it for a couple of hours <laughs> um uh, but they need her to decipher the third code based on nothing at all like she was good at languages and even yep. she even calls it out like i'm not a cryptologist i can't <laughs> decipher computer code like those are two different languages like i, I don't really get why they took mm. her there's there's an entire starship full of scientific experts they have not set up a computer expert on this show but why did they not pick the person who is the computer programmer in the memory core? You know, Ensign uh, Josephine, she's just down there. She's an <laughs> uh, expert at computer programming. Beam her out. You know, why have they not established this before? Any thoughts?
0: Well, good question. Uh, but they you know she
4: did break the code on the door when she was really sick,
2: didn't she? Yeah, but that, hasn't, that has not oh, yet. Okay, mm. so they didn't know that no, they didn't know no that. she didn't know yeah. yeah yes but
0: you're you're mm. right yes absolutely that's true very she true
3: She's
4: an absolute brain box isn't she i mean she's she is amazing <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i mean with to paul she's probably like the two most important and and, and intelligent people in the entire show maybe yeah. next to flocks yeah. as well yeah,
0: yeah. um
1: yeah, what yeah. About Reed? I mean, the fact... <laughs> come on.
0: What about Reed? <laughs> what about
1: no. well, his his spreadsheet skills are very good, you know, with yeah. his read alert mapping out how many people have died that week. Absolutely fair enough, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, moving on from Reed, uh, what? <laughs> uh, but they she resists and she's um, forced using a procedure. Now at this point, and you know, I love to try and tie in the rest of stuff that happens in season three. Why do we not get Tarquin again? Like uh, as a way of sort of explaining how she can resist, the yes. you know the mind whatever altering thing they do to her, that Tarquin actually redeems himself. You know he isn't the creepy stalker that we left behind on that planet. He actually is a little bit nice and he's trying to help her. I was just wondering why we didn't get maybe callbacks to previous
0: episodes. I think he's just still, um, just you know going. Ugh. She, she left me. I don't know why she left me. I offered her <laughs> a, a life on a planet all by herself with just me and my weird crab-like head. And she turned me down. So I don't care what happens to her. He probably <laughs> knew what was going on. He's just like a total incel, isn't he? Just he just hates her. abandoning <laughs> <laughs> him.
1: Maybe he's having a Stalker's Anonymous meeting with Reed yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's just Reed. too busy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah know.
0: okay yep I'll go, I'll
1: go with that that's fair enough um or again uh i am also going to try and bring back extinction and maybe her monkey dna is preventing yes. her from you know what the monkey aliens that they are
0: there you go perhaps i know monkey aliens that was resist- the whole
1: reason for extinction that it stops yeah. her from being taken over by this whatever procedure they're doing i don't know i'm just trying to make the rest of season three <laughs> count really trying really trying <laughs> Um, and then we get the credits and that horrendous theme tune. Uh yes. <laughs> We go to uh, the shuttle, uh, which finally gets back into the shuttle bay. And we get this whole thing with Hayes and Reed feels sorry for, you know, um, make letting him die, even though he was desperate to try and sacrifice himself. He really wanted to kill himself. <laughs> you know, either the honor was mine. I was supposed to die at the hand of that metal tentacle. Um, but Hayes sort of, doesn't really respond in a Hayes way. He, Mm. he like, he's holding back. And we eventually find this out later in the episode, why he, he's sort of, you know, I look forward to hearing your report and then he just leaves. Um, But uh, do you feel like Hayes would have held back? You know, at this point, they're not, they're still not friends.
0: No, would he have been
1: argumentative with Reed at this point?
0: I mean, yes, he probably would have been, you know, you kill one of my men, you know, so he'd be upset,
3: certainly.
0: Hmm. But maybe he's just had enough of dealing with Reed. Maybe <he's> another person <laughs> just thinks oh, I'm, I'm not even. Oh, get, I'm not going to get into it with him. I just I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to say something annoying.
1: <laughs> he doesn't want to get included in any future HR reports. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Carol, do you feel like Hayes maybe would have popped off at that point? Um, you know, try and get his own back on Reed.
4: I don't know. I thought he was um, quite restrained for himself, yeah. but then they have beaten each other half to death, haven't they? And
3: uh, very sure. Um,
4: yeah, I think they're doing that all for one and one for all kind of. You know, let's be tough men together. And I don't know. But he was very restrained, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Can I speak freely? But I'm hardly going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking that Reed should have died and Hate should have stayed with the crew at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that, that's probably just because we hate Reed. Uh, the, the council chamber, uh, Archer is um, angry Archer straight away in Degra's office. Like, he barges straight in. He pushes the door open. It's like, oh, what happened? How did they get this weapon? Like, how did you let them do this? Like, calm down, Archer. You're trying to get some answers. Maybe to be a diplom- bit diplomatic, you know? One of their council members just got stabbed by the other one. I think they're all in a bit of shock at this point. Um, so, yeah, that's the lightly touch Archer that we've come to know this time around um uh yes then we get the exposition they're, they're trying to get the bypass code so now everybody knows that that's why they took hoshi um uh, still do you feel like you know archer has a leg to stand on here that he's actually gonna have a chance to catch up with them stop the weapon that you know does he believe in hoshi enough that she could actually halt them
0: i think he does actually yeah i think um hoshi has, is I think we, when we do our reviews of years and stuff, and we do the most valuable player. Um, I think she has evolved as far as anybody. She's mm. turned into she went from that person that was terrified of everything to actually a really really key member of the, of the crew. Mm. You know, amazingly skilled, amazingly able, and and I think Archer knows that by this mm. point. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think he would expect her to put up a fight. Let's put it that way. Mm. Mm. So do you feel like that? That's the
1: only thing that is sort of comforting him at this point is that he knows how good how she would be at resisting. I suppose, like he kn- he knows that she could do it. Like he knows yeah. that she could possibly decode this thing. Yeah, uh, but that she might have a strength of herself now after three years.
0: I don't know if there's like. I don't know if that's quite the right term. To, I, think, I think he's just amazingly angry. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like ah, you know. So he's probably not thinking, "Oh, that'd be all right." You know, he sort of knows it, but he's just going ah because <laughs> he's angry. <laughs> yeah. And I think to fair, you know, if, if a if a weapon was flying towards Earth, I'd be a bit upset Ooh. as well. But true, you know. but yeah. Yeah, he's just like, he's gone into Hulk mode, is not he? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give me answers. I want to know. Yeah. Um, uh, in Ops,
1: uh, Trip and Topol are decrypting this new data. Uh, and for some reason, Trip says that it's possibly a letter to Santa Claus. Uh, yeah okay like i would find it unusual that they would keep a database that would be inconsequential to anything Mm -hmm. on a really critical sphere that is apparently the center of everything um he seems so dismissive of this database that they fought really hard and someone died to get and yet he says oh it's probably just nothing you know it could just be a couple of logs log entries okay all right just (laughs) downplay their significant achievement and the fact that someone just died yeah okay um uh, Yeah, but the scene itself is more of a catch-up between Trip and Topol and their relationship. And they seem to have a kind of nice end to it that actually he's about to storm off in a typical kind of Trip way. But she does say, actually, look, I I haven't meditated. She doesn't tell him the real reason, but I'm very emotional at this point and I could really use your help. And it's a nice sort of scene between it, given that we've said that it's all, based on this substance abuse with M tel- trill- yes. D, D. Yeah. Is it is this the get out? Is this the thing that doesn't make it as icky in the future, that actually she's now being a little bit more honest with him?
0: Um, I guess so, yeah. I think, um, as far as I know, the Trelium D, she doesn't use anymore, does she, from now on, I don't think. I think that's it. So although the start of the relationship was while she was a junkie, which mm. is never a good you know I, i've never <laughs> had a relationship with junkie to be honest with you but i would assume There's it's not, not, a, it's not exactly yeah in. so you know hopefully you know she's come out of that <laughs> mm. so i mean hopefully it's a more solid base than maybe we're giving it break, credit for maybe this by this point she's mm. you know she's coming out of that and she's able to make more sensible decisions rather than just you know when's the next fix yeah um, we see we're seeing
1: season four but actually i mean carol i mean did do you feel that this is a sort of shaky ground for their relationship that you know it's only based on the fact that she was experimenting with this stuff that made her more emotional that actually trip you know will go for her more because she's being emotional and if she is moving away from that if she is going back to her more vulcan roots that actually their relationship might not work
4: I think he was always attracted to her, wasn't he? It's, I, I don't think, I think when she was more emotional, she was, it wasn't like a nice emotional, was it? It was mm-hmm. kind of savage almost. Mm-hmm. And now she's a lot calmer now, isn't she? She's. She was, her voice was wobbling the whole time, wasn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, she, was, she was, all her phrases were going up at the end, but she was, she's a lot calmer now. So I think, I think she's all right. And I think, I think they have. I I don't. I must admit, don't like Trip very much. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Um, but I do quite like. I don't know why she would be interested in him. I don't. But I do quite like their relationship. I find it's quite interesting and on and off and up and down. But I mm. I quite like it. And they they do support each other a lot, don't they? They're, you know, when when it really comes down to it, they. They're sort of mm. there for
1: each other, aren't they? <laughs> mm. Yeah. It, it, it. This one. of uh, the few scenes we've had so far. It feels like there's a genuine connection mm, and a genuine absolutely. friendship. Mm. I suppose at this point, mm. not necessarily anything else. Yeah. Um. And yeah. It. that Um they kind of work at this point i think yeah. for me but I, I was wondering if it didn't work for you or if it did work for you for so go. uh this, we also get scenes side by side again just like we did last week or last episode where there's sort of torture scenes then it's the you know catch up with the sphere then torture scene again and again i was thinking why isn't tarquin perhaps being brought back to help her so that we could explain how she's able to resist this thing that somehow works on everybody else uh but there we go that's a good old Star Trek trope, isn't it? There? So you're just suddenly able to resist whatever torture it is because you're so good. Um, the uh, conference table. There are. Um, they find out that they stopped four light years away. Now I, I don't know why they stopped because they say that they had to. They have, they've got to stop, turn off the engine so that they can arm the device. But they still haven't cracked the code yet. Like Hoshi still hasn't done the code yet. So why did they stop in the first place? Why did they not? do a couple of rings around you know, the soul system in a vortex, don't drop out until the absolute mass moment, because they can clearly still live on the sphere and on the reptilian ship at the same time. Why did they stop in the first place? It just seems strange. Any
0: thoughts? I'll be brutally honest with you, Dan. This yeah. is a bit that was utterly passed me by. <laughs> 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 That's the truth. I, I, I don't have any <laughs> recognition of that
1: whatsoever. You see... To be fair, I can't even picture the scene. I'm reading oh. my notes, and it's just about coming back to me now. And I'm literally reading word for word what I wrote down, knowing that I would have to read this in a week's time. And, yeah, it, they say that they've got to take the engines offline to arm the device, oh. but they can't arm the device yet because they haven't deciphered it. Yeah. So why did they drop out and stay stationary where anyone can find them when they could just <laughs> stay in sure the water? Are you sure it actually happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe tarquin (laughs) is getting into my head and he's just making me see a a different kind of episode i don't know um because then i go on to write for some reason so whoever i was talking to dan enjoy um uh that they don't have enough ships to stand up to the reptilians because aquatics and everyone aren't on their side yet so why didn't they call in the rhino species from extension or the, the um, hockey pad pirates yes that, you know why did they not call some backup in and call back to all these things well we've made some friends along the way they could help us and <laughs> make the rest of season three matter but there we go um they then get the aquatics attention, and they have to have an audience. They have to convince them they can switch off the spheres, and that's the only reason the aquatics will help them. Um, he gets his meeting. He uh, sort of really forces himself. He goes against the the fish tank. Like I can turn it off, and you'd have to trust me. And it he did everything like but bang what, on the glass. Yeah, yeah.
0: what's the, the the is what's it called? The one with the um, bloke at the end banging on the oh, church yeah. wind.
4: The graduate,
1: the graduate, is it a graduate? Yeah, the graduate? Yes. Yeah, Mrs. Robinson, the yeah. aquatics. <laughs> I can turn off the sphere. Uh, yeah, I think that would have been even better just to, like have a little musical montage that they have to get to the sphere and turn it off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be quite yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, they do eventually get the aquatics on side and they catch up to the Zendi weapon, uh, which is again stationary for some reason um and we get some bad cgi reptilians walking across a yes. uh, sort of a bridge that's going yes. across with no railings or safety in place whatsoever someone's going to fall over aren't they <laughs> Um i can't believe the reptilians are all that perfectly balanced that they can somehow walk across <laughs> this bridge without anyone falling off um uh, haggard hoshi has finally perhaps deciphered the aquatic protocols why they've gone for the aquatic ones. They've already said that they need one other thing and they can't, they've they either got the arboreals, the primates or the aquatics and they've set her on the task of deciphering the aquatic one. Even though they've already said that's the hardest language to understand. Why did they not get her to do the arboreal or the primate one?
0: Any thoughts? Uh, hmm. Once again, you watch this much better than I do. Basically, <laughs> I just go, yeah, that's great. really <laughs> <laughs> without any kind of in- as i said to you many times i'm not the ideal person to do a podcast really because i don't actually take a lot of notice i just go "Well, that's great it's star trek hooray
1: <laughs> no 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 it's, it's purely because i'm sitting in the right room docs you know yeah in 2003 <sighs> knocking on the top um why did not she just do the easier language it's so much easier no no they're not listening no, to me again that's that. That. <laughs> no that's fine um uh, yes, but she's uh, sort of duped them. She's actually added another layer of encryption on top. Yeah, so exactly. she's fought back. She managed to actually break whatever this procedure is. Um, she's got a new DNA power, I guess. That she, she, we've been talking about Vulcan physiology and Denobulan physiology. Apparently, Hoshi's physiology is even better than
0: that. So there we go.
1: <laughs> right,
0: and and go on, go on. Yeah,
1: go. we've got we've got a minute, so we'll skip over to the next one. Right. See you later. Love to meet you, Carol. Go get some snacks. Perhaps a carbonated soda. Nice work, mate. Hey, hey, hey. There we go. Right, we're all recording. Uh, yes, you were going to say about Hoshi. Yes. And her physiology.
0: Effectively, doesn't Hoshi save the world?
1: Yeah, pretty because... much
0: she puts in the extra layer of of encryption Mm. so that takes more time to de-encrypt so that gives them time to arrive so hoshi saves the world
1: yeah and she's even willing to sacrifice herself because at this point she then also tries to jump down the thing with no railings well actually no she jumps onto the railing of the only bit that does have a railing and then jump off (laughs) it rather than jumping on yeah never mind um but yeah no she does so i mean when we are trying to do our mvp for the year i think you know, she think, won season yeah, one, didn't she? She, won, she
0: did. She win, won season so one. Two. Didn't Paul she might come be. somewhere quite high up in season two? Very
1: close. Very yeah. close. Just for cuteness factor, I think, yeah. alone. Yeah. Um, and, and then the quartermaster as well.
0: Oh, the quartermaster, uh, of course, yes.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, but, yeah, so I think it's going to be a pretty hard case to to fight against her being in charge of everything yeah. more so than archer i mean yeah. we've just had twilight we just went back to twilight in the alternate yeah. universe where they're, they're constantly saying archer's the most important one and earth will be destroyed if he can't you know deliver yeah. uh, but actually it kind of comes down to hoshi really when we think about it so yes uh ops uh to poll and trip are now on the the bad end of archer's superpower of not being told how exactly you're going to shut down this sphere 41 oh yeah he's over promised yeah. the fact that oh yeah we can switch it off yeah it's no problem whatsoever we can do that for you in about three days it's uh it's absolutely fine yeah no oh two hours oh fair enough okay <laughs> um but to is constantly getting grouchier and grouchier so they had this lovely scene where you know i really need your help i'm i'm very emotional at the moment but she's just getting more and more yep, grouchy because he is. keeps dismissing yeah. all of her ideas um which i think anyone would be and uh, I just, any thoughts on her being constantly dismissed?
4: <laughs> well, we, when he was saying about um, how long it would take longer, and she was like, no, it needs to be done now, do it. Yeah. And and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd be. She was, she was right. She was, things are hot enough, aren't they? And she needs to get on with stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, being just, oh yeah, I'll get it done when I've got time. I said, no, I want it done now, <laughs> get it done. So,
0: it sounds very similar to a lot of our conversations, actually, to be fair. <laughs> She's right. I was, <laughs> I, I was,
1: oh yeah, I was going to compare it to whenever my wife tells me to do something and I, I never get around to doing it in time and I need to get it done. And I, I'm just lazy. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Trip doesn't yeah.
4: seem to be grasping the, the absolute importance of that moment. Does he? It needs to be true. Told.
1: Yeah. Although he does woman. make a little joke as well about being all ears to her suggestions. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know <laughs> it, when when you're already basically being shouted at by the person you love like really maybe don't make a joke about no. how she looks no no not at that point. good idea is it no, no. um <laughs> uh back on the weapon and dolem ship as well uh they asked the guardians for the code now it's mm. a pretty interesting mm. play by dolem who so far we've seen as being a true believer he mm. thinks the guardians are the people to side with and yet, when he asks for this one bit of information, you know, just peer into the the past and look for the code that she put in the extra layer of encryption. And now he does believe her. Doesn't believe her. He's challenging the guardians. Has he actually been a false believer? He just went with the person he thought was the person who was strongest, perhaps. And he's pretended to be a true believer this whole time.
0: No, I think he is a true believer. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think he is. But I think you're right. It's a real, it's a moment, isn't it, where you know, suddenly, you know, you always help us, you're gonna help us again, but you can't help us. And Mm. and then I think, you know, I think basically what what she says is right, really. You know, they don't see the very minute details. Mm. But the dolem that's like, oh, what are they just, you know, not helping us anymore or something? You know, they let you know so I no, I think he's a true and I think he dies a true believer as well. I don't think he, you know, ever sort of has a, a Darth Vader moment, you know. Talking of by Strikes back or Return of Jediway, you know, he <laughs> doesn't have that moment when he comes to the light side, you know.
1: Very true. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, no, I mm. think, um, but I think it, it's an interesting moment, definitely. And I, I think um, if it wasn't for his nature, it could have been a moment which would, would have made him sort of waver. But the way mm. he is, he's so, he's so not only is he a true believer but he's so committed to this this act now he's killed Degra you know he's he's stolen trying to get the the, the code for the Aquatics he's you know he's done so much he's gone so far down the line in that great mm. sort of tradition of of baddies you know where mm. they you know try to take over the world and they end up dying at the hands of you know whatever or dying because you know they do something stupid because they're so m- m- manic manic about it or so Overcome by sort of, you know, whatever it is, sort of power and all the rest Mm. of it, that, Mm. you know, he, that's him all over. He's, you know, but for anyone who had wasn't quite so committed and so sort of crazy, really, by this point, I think it may well have been a moment when he gone, hang on a minute, you know, what (laughs) can you actually do for
1: us? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. He's, he's so in his own plan now. He, he cannot in any way back out of what he's doing so yeah absolutely yeah. i completely agree with you yeah um uh in orbit the enterprise uh they then get the deflector pulse idea that they're actually gonna uh, shoot it with the deflector um so archer has made the promise but they've actually been able to deliver now they've actually got a plan uh yeah. fortunately just in time when the aquatics show up and yeah. uh they actually want him to do it um it's uh only been three hours so they've sort of lost the weapon for up to three hours at this point um and i kind of feel like archer must be really kind of like we really need to get this done. like they're just sitting out there like they're torturing hoshi at this point like can we just get on with this please um uh he then finds out that Degra chose the aquatics because they are so indecisive. That's why he gave them the plans to build the weapon in the first place. And it it, it kind of feeds into this idea that why Degra would have believed Archer in the first place, that actually he's always doubted um, the plan. And perhaps the, regardless of Archer showing up, he might have always been that fly in the ointment for the uh, the re- insectoids and re- reptilians. Um do you, do you feel like that, that kind of makes sense for that character or is actually, am I reading too much into it again?
0: No, I think you are reading too much into it, actually. And that sounds no, you're, you're getting <laughs> um, <laughs> No, please, rein me in because I go yeah, down paths too Don't many talk times, rubbish, actually. what are you talking about? <laughs> um, because I think he did, you know, but I think um, what he looked for in, what he found rather in, in the aquatics was... A levelness, right? Where then they're, they're not too impulsive like the insectoids and maybe the reptiles to a oh. certain degree. They're not sort of I don't know what what the, the the um arboreal's. I just don't think they've got it in them to build a weapon like that. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I can't imagine what it'd be like if it was an arboreal <laughs> weapon. Whereas the the aquatics are. Technologically very advanced, their ships seem to be the most powerful
3: yeah. of the mm. Zindi.
0: So maybe they're the more technologically advanced species. You know, yeah. And so it makes sense to, to do that. So I don't think he was sort of ever any doubt about it. Mm so perhaps but, he gave he gave
1: them the the plans to build it knowing that they take so long that if they actually made the decision to build it and go ahead with the plan that if they think of it so many times of course they would be the the moral guardians they would be the yeah. ones hmm. who get it right um yeah okay uh but carol does that sort of fit for you as well
4: yeah but i think Dan, you you i don't think you're um giving him quite enough credit he feels to me like um, this is, sounds ridiculous that he's the most decent of them. I know he mm. killed all these people, but it's why he did it, isn't it he He's not doing it with that manic, or obsessive, or power crazy kind of stuff. He he did it because he thought his children were going to be killed by the mm. humans. He thought his people were going to be killed by the humans. He did it. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's a good reason <laughs> to kill all those people, but he <laughs> he was protecting his. In the same way the archers protecting earth he yeah. was doing it to protect his family yeah. and the people you know his whereas the others are so crazy i mean yeah. just it's a completely different sort of mm. so if anyone was going to be you know a, if archer could appeal to anybody i think it was going to be him mm.
1: so it was that um the degra's perhaps hiding it in the industrial complex the military industrial complex that he could wash his hands a bit perhaps that actually by handing it over to somebody else to build, he has the idea, but he handed it over to someone that there's a sort of moral distance that between his actions and and the result. That by handing over to anyone, it, it didn't have to be the aquatics, but anyone that actually he's so he's fulfilled his mission. He's fulfilled the part of the the plan that he needed to do, but it's not his responsibility. I guess that is the the aquatics have taken it from now. It's their their call from this point on. Is that something else that could be?
0: Yeah, I think there's maybe a degree of that. I just think actually that more more than that, he's he's a designer. You know, mm. it's, it's that Oppenheimer thing again we've spoken about. Again, you know, he comes up with the idea, mm. and in in his head, it's a great idea, and it's you know he's doing it as, as Carol said, you know, he's doing it for all the right reasons. Mm. But you know, but I just think that the reason he hands it over is because he's not a builder. He's not a you know he's not the mechanic. <laughs> he's mm. the designer. You know. Mm. So he, but he's, and what I think happens is initially he, he feels, you know, I think to a degree you're right, he does feel a distance from it. And when it, mm. when it, when the probe, the the, the probe goes, that, you know, there is a distance for him from it. It's not, you know, but when it happens and he, you know, seven million people die and he, you know, and he says earlier in the series, you know, he, he thought of all the children and stuff and his children, mm. all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I just think that he, he re- after that point, he realises, and I think for him it's too late to stop the weapon mm. being built. He's not the builder of the weapon. I think yeah. if he was the builder of the weapon, it wouldn't have been built. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, and then suddenly he, um, you know, he meets meets the Enterprise crew and stuff, and suddenly he's got an opportunity to make amends. Mm. That's what nice. he's, you know, he's been looking for, I think yeah absolutely
1: love it love this kind of discussion thank you so much um uh, we need to move on because we've got so much episode to go through uh where are we um yeah it's a good thing that they took so long and they did hand it over to the aquatics because it took them what 10 months to find the weapon in the first place so uh despite them desperately trying to find it they took their time so good thing that they went for the aquatics um, on the bridge uh, the aquatics turn up and say we are going to help you yeah we're, we're with you now we're, we're going to do this so we stop at 20 minutes and 13 seconds uh for reasons uh future timey wimey stuff daniel's turret shows up and we come back at 20 minutes and 33 seconds and the weapon and uh Dolom sees that uh, hoshi is sort of cracking the code so they've actually now got the third code they need and we go back to the Enterprise with a Starlog entry. We finally find out the day yes, it's only taken us three of episodes I to get there. That,
0: I of you, yeah. Just trying to remember. We're working in a time frame here.
1: <laughs> finally, a Starlog at uh, February thirteenth, twenty-one fifty-four, and Archer praises his crew as they are preparing to enter the vortex with the Aquatics' help. Uh, nine or oh, no, sorry, eight months in the Expanse, yes. trying to find this weapon, uh, which they would only have found because the Aquatics took so long to build it. And the in the armory, Hayes and, Fine, and Reed finally have their argument about, you know, I'm never comfortable giving over my command of my people to other people. Um, again, we've spent a whole season with the Makos, with Hayes, even though Hayes hasn't shown up very often. Um, do you feel like this was a nice sort of finisher for these two? Like, it's not really a making up, but an understanding, at least between these two men.
4: Yeah, I think it's an understanding that they're both, you know, good blokes, and they're <laughs> doing their jobs, and you know, and they're looking after their men and all that. Ugh, God, a pair of them, honestly, they're just giving me <laughs> pain. But yeah, I just, I, my problem with Reader is that he just, I don't, I don't believe a word he says. I, I think, I mean, all he wants <laughs> to do is, is shoot people and and fire off weapons and. You know, he's so to me, so has no genuine kind of. Do you know what I mean? I <laughs> it just um, he does those head nods and those you know ooh, tense <laughs> jaw and all the rest of it, and you know, it just
0: is, it, is uh, this a retread? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Right, it
2: goes
4: in.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, not, not not very British at all, really. I think
4: she's pretty.
0: You ever noticed her bum? She's got an awfully
4: nice bum. Shut up, Reid. My problem with Reid is that he just—I don't—I don't believe a word he says. <laughs>
1: awfully nice. It goes in. I'll put it in. Absolutely. <laughs> You'll, yeah.
0: I'm one hundred percent. I've got to you there, tell you something interesting here, Dan, and and the listeners is that Carol's never actually listened to one of our episodes. Yes. So it's not like she's Sorry. listened to our episodes and she's realised our whole sort of Reid thing. And you know, I do oh, occasionally wow. talk about it, but. Um, yeah, she, she's come to all these conclusions herself without <laughs> our influence, you know <laughs> well, if ever there was some objective reasoning
1: behind one of our things, one of our our jingles, it's now because it's proved that if you come to this without watching Temple Trek or listening to the podcast, <laughs> of course you're going to hate Reed. That's exactly it absolutely. Uh, ah, yeah. thank you, Carol. That's it. I <laughs> enough of vindicated for all of the hatred we've been doing for all this time. Because I have been wondering because like there's lots of other podcasts where people they they're not they don't like him, but they don't exactly like lean in the hatred as we have this <laughs> in this show. Um but now are, yeah,
0: much more vindicated. The, um so the, the problem yeah. I had with that scene was it doesn't really make sense because because of the fact that um Hayes has been disappeared for so long. <laughs> you know, if he'd been right through the series and there'd been like you know, this sort of final moment of as as carol says sort of mutual respect or whatever it is you know and understanding would make sense but he's not been involved so you know there's no reason to care no
1: no yep these two these two enemies haven't even worked up to frenemy they are still enemies yeah it's so bizarre I, uh, I can't remember the stats off the top of my head but considering there were supposed to be 13 episodes where he could have turned up at least for one scene and he only turned up for three of them <laughs> it's just bizarre um yeah yeah and like you say like he turns up at cons and charges the same for his signature as every other actor yeah he <laughs> was only in it for three episodes so we go. <laughs> um uh, Trip wants to talk to the Quartermaster at Starfleet yes. HQ about the ration packs. I did think of you there, Dan, about the Quartermaster. Yeah, good family. old
0: Quartermaster. Yeah.
1: But it's the, this is the Quartermaster at Starfleet HQ. Yes, this is not know, the Quartermaster yeah. on the ship. This so... must be the
0: Quartermaster's boss. Oof, yeah. Yeah, he's I mean,
1: the what's... head
0: Quartermaster of the whole of Starfleet. Well, at this point, that... there's only one ship, isn't there, or two ships, I think. That's true. So he's it's got not the really... easiest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Got your uniforms. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few out the back. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Zoom
1: calls where they have their little department mental meetings. So, what yeah, did you exactly. build today? Well, I made some com- uh, com- cowboy outfits. uh There was one where we build, uh, built like an Adidas tracksuit for like a 12 year old clone of our chief engineer. It's like, what? I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you only left Space Duck with a couple of spare uniforms. Where did
2: you do that? <laughs>
1: Crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, There's talk of when this is over. There's a couple of uh, uh, moments where all the crews sort of say, What are you going to do when this is all over? To the point where I was actually thinking someone was going to crack out like a photo of their family, like, and that's the (laughs) character who's going to die. Yes. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it was so many, it was so thick, like, What are you going to do after the war? You know, that's very strange. Mm. Uh, But yet no one died. Of of the people that say it, nobody died. uh they approach the coordinates and they start attacking the weapon and there's a bit where sort of, the enterprise comes out the belly of the aquatic ship cut us yep. loose all this kind of stuff and it's all very shooty shooty there's loads of action there's not a deep and meaningful conversation going on but in terms of cgi we've again just seen the end of picard like the height of what is the cgi of today compared to that thrilling bit stiff bit stagey bit yeah it's all right <laughs> um
0: I think it holds up okay. It's a little bit, it's a little bit computery. If that makes sense, it's, it you know, some of the ships look a bit like they've you know they're in a sort of a, a, you know an arcade game <laughs> or something, mm. you know. But they're not. It's not bad. It's no. not as bad as for some bizarre reason they seem to really struggle with people, don't they? Mm. You know,
3: there's
0: that there's that episode with the one with uh, um, to when she um gets the has the uh, mind mail milled stuff and the doctor stands mm. up for it and there's that bit where they were walking along in that corridor thing that <laughs> just looks awful and then the bit you spoke about a minute ago with the with the reptilians and stuff they, they seem to really struggle with people. and there's that bit when um reed and Trip are on standing by the by the um the uh the canyon that was made by the mm. weapon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Really bad. Oh, really? So, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, mm. but the ships not too bad. I can live with the ships. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. The because there's now a point where it stops at thirty minutes and eighteen seconds. We jump out to the twenty sixth century. Sphere builders get involved apparently, and they come back at thirty minutes thirty five seconds. The sphere is creating an anomaly to sort of create a barrier between the two fleets and the and the weapon. And there's the bit where the glass shatters and you kind of see some of the aquatic's mm. being sucked out into space, but it also freezes as it makes contact. And I was just wondering if. Again, was that convincing to you? Did it sort of keep the anti up? The, oh, oh no, they've lost their biggest ally, the aquatics. Just well,
0: any thoughts? When we watched it this afternoon or this evening, oh, I was
4: very sad. Carol was mm-hmm. very
0: sad, so it, it worked for her. I really oh, like the yeah. They are they're so,
2: they're
1: so, so, so cute. So yeah, they are. They are. They really are. They're, they're such an interesting idea as well. That it, again, are very interesting. Yeah. I know they can't have them on too much because of the CGI of the day, but mm. it would have been nice to have had more of them. Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah, I really like just... them. I thought, I didn't like to see them being hurt. Mm. Didn't
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor aquatics. Um, yeah. the, <laughs> uh, the Enterprise is now alone, facing off against the, the, the weapon. Um, uh, Hayes. Uh, is then sort of leading this assault to go and get hoshi back so they've got a beam in they've got to go and get them they're fighting down corridors which look awfully like all the other ships we've seen in season three like they're recycling a set there. very strange um but they finally get pinned down and uh they're they're shooting they're they're throwing stun grenades now yes. we've seen stun grenades have different effects on different zindi mm. this these indie were thrown clear across okay. a room by a stun grenade yeah. Not, a, not a grenade but a stunt yeah. a very strange Um, but there we go uh, Hayes is left on his own and yes. as he's being built, uh, beamed out there's a couple of shots passed through the, the the transporter beam now I think we've seen something like this before in other Star Trek or we will see it in the future that it doesn't really affect them I'm wondering yes. if you know in a timey-wimey historical way of looking at Temple Trek do they correct the transporter so that something like this doesn't ever happen again
0: Ma- yeah maybe maybe that's the Heisenberg compensators or some kind of <laughs> one of the things we hear about you know one of the the hazenberg compensators the exactly <laughs> yes yes there we go well, uh um,
1: yeah there we go there we go i'm, I'm just trying to mind this for anything because it is just all shooty shooty bang bangs at this point uh sickbay uh reed and hayes now have yes. a final little thing like use mckenzie Whoever Mackenzie is, because we have never met a Mackenzie in this entire run of season three. Uh, No, no Corporal Cole or the the other ones we have actually met. No, no, no. (laughs) Let's just talk about this one random guy Um, in the conference room. Now that the Enterprise has to deliver on its promise and actually attack the sphere. um, And that's the only way they're going to take them out. Um Reed assembles the Makos now we get a proper hoorah you know I'm going to lead a team someone step yeah, forward and lovely. they all step forward I just yeah. want Jeff in the back who doesn't even realise what's going on he's just eating eat his fingernails and it's like oh did someone say anything sorry I, I didn't I didn't hear you sorry Um but again no Corporal Cole none of the other Makos no one else we've seen throughout all of season 3 a bunch of completely unfamiliar faces in the Makos just any thought? Would would they be following Reed at this point? Surely Hayes has been talking behind his back so
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so. I mean, I think we'd need to jump back to the last scene, because mm. although Reed is magnanimous and you know and sad about um, Hayes, mm. you know, in his head he's going, "Why did you get to die? Why, why <laughs> you? Why wasn't it me? Not fair. Everyone gets to die, and I don't." That's what he was thinking. <laughs> his head. He go. I'm glad you're gonna die. Die. He deserves to die for dying before I did. I hate you because
1: he knows Hayes is gonna get the statues. Hayes is gonna exactly. be the one who has a school named after him. That's exactly. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all he's he's worrying about.
0: He's bitter and he just twisted up just a little bit more. His internal <laughs> self is just you. Know, he's like he's like Voldemort. <laughs> his sort of baby thing, you know, the,
2: oh, yeah,
0: the, little, <laughs> the little sort half, of half, half, half thing. thing. Yeah, that's what he's like inside. If you could see his <laughs> mental landscape, that would be what it was. Just sitting there, all crunched up and bitter and twisted. And <laughs> it's a good
1: thing we—it's a good thing we don't watch dream sequences in this, because that's all we would see if we go pan into his brain and then just come yeah. back out again. It's like, read, read. Are you listening to me? So it's like just hear him, just rah, seething away. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a good thing we got Hoshi back, um, but yes. uh, the the osmotic eel uh, is yeah, uh, good, good at taking out whatever eel, yeah. these parasites, yeah. whatever they use to to try and make her work. But within twenty minutes, he's got to yes. move Hoshi, and she's got to start working on the most important problem of her
0: life: decrypting what she was supposed to do. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, this brings up another problem, doesn't it? Because
3: mm-hmm.
0: yes, Hoshi is brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. we've got to the point now. We're not arguing about that, but surely Hoshi has time off and days off and stuff. So surely there is someone else who is <laughs> able to run the con <laughs> and able to do a bit. Of, you know, maybe not as brilliantly as Hoshi, but is is good. Yeah. yeah. Why not at least get them to help, if not yeah. take over from Hoshi, just get them to help. At you know, so she can doesn't have to, you know, be transported across to another ship and dragged out of bed and and, (laughs) you know archer sort of practically beating her over the head to do it and stuff you
1: know yeah yeah it was just terrible mental health like concerns (laughs) like archer had no i know they're in a war i know it's desperate i know the earth is at stake but seriously like she's barely able to stand at this point and you're going to force her to do this there we go um but uh Dolan uh, betrays the insectoids he blows them out of the, the sky because mm-hmm. they realize actually he's not the one to trust you're yeah. the one who did this you're the one who killed degra and they go off to sphere 41 and that's the end of countdown um right <laughs> we've got to go- cover zero hour right we're still in season three episode 75 of the series but we're now season three episode 24 and zero hour uh, one minute and 11 seconds. We have a recap, and uh, Dolom is drinking and eating mice with his yes. crew on the <laughs> eve of their victory and the news in the empire. So, uh, any thoughts on the mice eating scene?
4: Well, apart from the fact that it was awful,
2: <laughs>
4: it, was, <laughs> it was so, um, I don't know what it was, it was disgusting, but and I felt very sorry for the mice, yeah. Mm. But, but I guess it was very, um, sort of what you'd expect of them really wasn't it it was mm. uh, they could have been drinking beer or <laughs> smoking tabs couldn't they but they were eating mice mm. that was
0: def- it reminds me a lot of uh v do you remember v Ooh, from the God. 80s oh, yeah v. yeah and it was new, the new series as well but the, mm. particularly yeah. i think they might have had a scene when i did that so guinea pig or something and
1: they some kind yeah.
4: of thing creature mm.
3: yeah mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, so whether that was like mm. a little nod, I
1: don't know. But... Mm. And pretty crazy that Zindi mice look exactly like human mice, but hey, <laughs> there we go.
0: They were actually um, Zindi dogs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's it. <laughs> no, mice yeah, Yes,
1: so you see my human-centric opinion on the universe. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, uh, on Zegra's uh, Degra's chip, they've still got that three hours that they need to close up. They need to try and catch up with them, and Hoshi is still in no condition to deal with anything. And we stop at 3 minutes, 45 seconds, come back at 4 minutes and 3 seconds, as they are. Uh, the Enterprise is moving in on Sphere 41, and again, we're getting two side-by-side things. So for these last three episodes, it's like the action is all going and they're both working on the problem at the same time. Uh, Topol and Trip have two hours to make this pulse work. They've got to disable the Sphere, whilst Degra's ship is also in a bad way and trying to catch up with dolem and try and stop them and, and do whatever they can um the weapon now has the three codes has to try and fire um it feels like someone's sort of writing this at this point for me um it just like they had to stop to engage the engines yeah, yeah. again it comes back to this old idea that it feels like they're just arbitrarily putting things in the way because oh wait a minute that ship's not going to catch up with that so it felt so plodding at this point mm. like they had to wait for someone to catch up uh, they made t- too many problems for themselves in the writers' room uh in uh, engineering timmy um can only use thrusters to pilot through this so it's a good thing they've got you know one of their best pilots ever although they've lost archer and um uh, trip just needs more power if only uh scotty yep. was there eh? um <laughs> uh degra's ship uh, hoshi is forcing her, uh, he's sort of forcing her to come around and shakes her like mm. if if it wasn't bad enough that he forced her out <laughs> of bed to do this horrible thing he's now shaking her to try and get her to concentrate it's just he has not attended any kind of mental health well-being training at all has he i don't think starfleet's good at this um any thoughts on that
0: no i think you're right yeah definitely uh yeah i mean I guess, again once again it just shows the amazingness of hoshi mm that she's, despite, I mean, she's you know, practically on a deathbed, you know. She doesn't even mm. know where she is. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And yet <laughs> she can still, you know,
3: mm.
4: pull something incredible. together.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. absolutely. Uh, that ends us at 9 minutes 56 seconds. Then there's a bit more time in one minutes, Back at 11 minutes 45 seconds. Uh, the Enterprise is warping along and Flox is filling in a letter to Dr. Lucas yes. about, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that he loaned him a drum set. Like again, loading yeah, a drum set. Yeah, we had that scene in the other episode where they were talking about tapeworm and weight loss just after someone's been stabbed, and now he's talking about a drum set and letters to home, and it's you know hoping for the best and you know prepare for the worst, and it was all this conversation going on and just very bizarre. They're about to like end potentially a Death Star. It's about to destroy Earth, and they're just having conversations about letters at home and very very strange. Uh, just any thoughts on that as a scene? As a break in the tension, I guess.
4: Yeah, I suppose it's, it's very um Flocks, isn't it? He's he's so chilled. He's probably <laughs> lying down, isn't he? He's just he's worried about his little creatures and he's thinking about his extended family and it's like he's got nothing better to do, isn't it? He's yeah. got just I've got five minutes. I'm just going to sort out my you know my affairs. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just take my time. Have a little chat with my old mate. Yeah, it's good, you know. And then uh, she comes in, and doesn't she? And interrupts again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I interrupted. Sorry, uh, did I interrupt? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. So, but I've got stuff to do. I've got to get on, flux Can you get on? And and can you be a bit more optimistic as well? No, uh, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> just <laughs> stuff to do, but things to think about, you know, and plenty of time. But in the meantime, let's get on with stuff, you know.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's just <laughs> he's he's just too chilled, isn't he? He's got. He's got stuff to think about yeah everyone else is doing and he's thinking <laughs> and he's enjoying the idea of dying and giving his stuff away like you know, <laughs> what <laughs> i don't
1: yeah, know about apparently Balkans, it's a huge honor even,
4: yeah it's a huge thing you know we, we really enjoy dying and giving our stuff away oh okay <laughs> can we get on yeah <laughs>
1: but i think he would be losing his mind if he actually saw the the stuff that archer is doing to hoshi because oh, again God. it keeps flipping back during this conversation yeah. it just keeps flipping back and he's you know forcing her he's talking about hey, we will give us some sh- show surely to norway or canada so there's no tropical yeah. diseases <laughs> and it's yeah. like th- worry about the current problem archer well yeah. you know, forget about that later <laughs> you know um again talking about what you're going to do after the war it's just that's a death sentence yeah. to most characters just stop doing it um <laughs> Uh, now we get a sort of three-pronged thing the weapon now drops out above earth still no fleet where is the star fleet it's the Starship, i think is the only thing we've got and we have sort of three things all happening at once the enterprise takes on the sphere uh the weapon is also sort of uh targeting yosemite i don't know what Yosemite's has done to deserve that the honor but there we go um and it's gonna he <laughs> dolem gives a, a speech saying i'm not just going to destroy this planet i'm going to destroy yeah. every colony every settlement every ship everything uh, but a yosemite station is the first one to go before targeting earth and then Dagra's ship they are transporting over and they've got to try and do it But well, out of nowhere shran appears yes.
2: and the andorians
1: <laughs> start to help them where was shran in the alternate timeline good question any thoughts
0: I don't know is the yeah. honest answer. I think um <laughs> is this a case of filming something earlier before <laughs> they'd put in all the bits? Maybe saving a bit maybe, of money on a maybe. on a special effects thing like that, maybe? Yeah. Writer's room. Yeah. Could be no, I'll, I'll check. Did you actually think of this
1: episode? No, nope, still no one's listening. No, yeah. that's fine. We're stuck still stuck in this box. Um yeah, and it's all sort of coming to a head. There's a bit of a fight between Dolem and uh, Archer as well. Yes. And there's, he's got these charges that he's going to place on the little spinny ball yeah. in the middle, and then they have a fight, 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 and he puts it on his back and then stands there with the detonator. It's not that it yeah. had a timer. <laughs> he actually cold, looks him in man. the eye and goes, boop, and that's it, blows him up. <laughs>
0: um, bit bit harsh? Bit harsh or just completely understandable? Um, no, I think he deserves it. Yeah, I think okay. I, I would have liked to see a, like a real. I think there is a bit of blood on on the um, thing that Archer stands mm. behind. Archer. Yeah. I would like to see you know like literally just you know guts everywhere, just <laughs>
2: sort
0: of blown apart and just you know he sort of five minutes later in the episode he walks around the corner as a bit of like flesh just sitting on something you know just hanging around there. It's a bit <laughs> like of a arm of him, or, just hanging off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ew. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, want to see that, that, that- sort of thing.
1: It's good that column was actually archer sized. Like it's it wasn't a lucky, tiny yeah. little thing. Like yeah. he wasn't standing sideways and just like yeah. that side of him actually managed to get blood yeah. on him, but the other yeah. side didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh but um, yeah, it, lots of people being pushed off railings and fights between oh. Makos and Reed got in on it as well. He took through threw the gun again. It's like his yes, signature move. Like doesn't yeah. fire the gun. He throws yeah. the gun at you and then punches you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Standard operation. Actually,
0: procedure. that Reed, that Reed moment. He was mm. just like yes yes <laughs> he was so chuffed with himself when he he absolutely loved he did that. it he yeah. swung
1: down kicked him in the yeah. face kicked him off the ar- oh yeah he was absolutely doing it. <laughs> um but they all get beamed up at the last minute and yeah. uh archer is running for his life run archer run as he he's getting the action moment as the explosions happen yeah. they didn't go full slow-mo but they mm. almost went
0: full slow, slow-mo
3: yeah
0: um it was a proper uh, that that really what should have happened at that point there should have been an american flag drop down <laughs> <laughs> and just like you know the, the national anthem start playing and he's just running like this. And yes, once again, America have saved the world. <laughs> and it should have, been, it should have cut to like Britain in in twenty one thirty seven or whatever year we're in, with like the the guy in in Parliament going, "Congratulations to the Americans for saving the world!" And it goes all around the world, like in the, um, Independence Day. <laughs> That's what should have happened. Why that's did exactly they not do what that, that was <laughs> that would have been
1: so much better it would have been a proper laugh out loud like oh my god i can't believe they're doing this moment in the... oh. and, and that is it we stop at 31 minutes and 54 seconds on february the 13th and that is it for uh these episodes right right consequences question whether it addresses the consequences,
3: consequences. The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand ambassador. I don't wish to contradict captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans.
0: How are we going to do this then then? I don't know. We've got like 3 minutes yeah. <laughs> to do what? Consequences. Us- um the world's saved, everyone goes home, it's all cool except <laughs> for the bit where they go to the Nazis. That's not so cool. Yes, exactly. That's kind well, of next week. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. They've destroyed the weapon. The mission is a success there we go yeah uh alterations expansions anything you want to come back to uh yeah. anything that could have
0: been done better no because we only got three and a half minutes yeah there we go and
1: <laughs> recommendations the pirate criteria
3: <laughs> what did you think of the story from my perspective that's what I'm looking at i'm going to
0: recommend mate Do we recommend this to Star Trek fans? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I think it's a really good little run. It's very exciting. It's all comes yeah. to an end, and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: To non-Star Trek fans, uh, you'd want to get them excited for season three, or get them into Star Trek. Is it a good to lump it all together in one big action movie, basically?
0: Uh, well, maybe in a way, but again, I think the, the age-old problem—you need to know too much, really. You know, you need to have gone through, survived the rest of the season three to get <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it, Was the action enough to maybe, you know, catch people? Like, it would be maybe. just an it's yeah. time You don't really understand what the character's doing, but yeah. there's enough punchy-punchy. Yeah, maybe, shooting, yeah. Stabby-stabby. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah just I think that, that was the only thing I was going on. that. Perhaps yeah. that might work. So there we go. And we are done that is it we are we've done the recommendations that's all we can do this episode has been far too long thank you so much for sitting through this and thank you to the listeners for listening to this and thank you to carol for joining us and you are thank more you. than it's welcome back pleasure. on a future thank episode and i apologize already for taking up so much of dan's time with this stupid <laughs> journey through star trek um <laughs> uh, right um before we leave s is our last uh criteria so the socials first
0: uh, dan where can everybody find you academic track 47 i'm always there well not really mm-hmm. actually but you can find me. <laughs> carol
1: is there anything you do yeah. any socials you you like people to follow you on
4: nothing to do with this though.
0: no but
1: no. no yeah it's fine o- that's
0: okay od carol there we o- go carol. O-D- yeah. there we go
1: and uh obviously i'm wherever we are uh okay then so setting up for the next episode so That was uh, February 13th. We are going to go into the most important Valentine's Day ever as it's February 14th for our next episode. So join us next time at season three, episode 76 of the podcast, season three, episode 23, continuing zero hour uh, from 31 minutes and 55 seconds as we go into Valentine's Day 2154. And we'll see what happens next. Now, we probably will record a Season 3 review after that, but that's yep. also in the middle of a Season 3-4 crossover, so we'll see how that goes, but that's something for us to worry about later. So, as always, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you in the next time stream.
0: We certainly will. Yay. Yeah.
1: I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Ryder underscore Coattail. Also search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. Oh my God, that was very <laughs> close.
0: That was cool.
1: That was down to the wire. Thank you if, so much. If you disappear, it's...
0: man, see you later. But yeah, that's cool, man.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Right,
0: <laughs> catch you later,
1: and lovely to meet you, Carol, again.
4: And you,
1: thank you. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Take
3: care, man. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>